We're cooking up a great portfolio with an investor. It's easy. Essentially, our vision is to facilitate financial freedom for Africa and beyond. And, and that is to essentially facilitate financial freedom for our community. And in order to do that, we need to bridge the gap between the actual education and the actual execution. So, you know, learning about something and not acting on it is worthless. And just acting on something that you don't know about is where risk comes in and, and where irrational behavior comes in. So. To bridge those, we've been working on execution products. So soon we'll be launching, you know, everything in, in the financial space. So we have financial advisors coming live. We've got home loans that's in the pipeline that not not fixed yet. Um, we've got investing stuff. We've got insurance stuff. So everything on the financial execution side, and then on the education side, we've got all these financial mentors, you know, respected mentors like Soul Financial, Anthony Clark, Ismukumbu. David Furry, there's, there's quite a list of mentors creating content on the app and as time goes on we've got an exciting roadmap to just increase our vision and it's not going to happen overnight. Welcome to Easy Desert, a podcast by Easy Equities where we simplify money and investing. No jargon, no complications, your cool guide to investing. Easy. <laughs> Welcome to the Easy Does It Podcast, your cool guide to investing. My name is DJ At Large, and once again, we get cooking on the podcast with another successful investor who'll be turning the stove all the way up, wearing an apron, getting out their secret ingredients to cook up a great portfolio. He is a man of many talents, a tech entrepreneur, a musician. Uh, his name is Hugo Van Pilyun, the CEO and founder of the FinMe app. Hugo, welcome to the Easy Does It podcast, man. It's lovely having you, brother. Thanks so much. It's so great being here. Uh, so before we get uh, into all the cooking and, you know, we start switching on the stoves, I've got a random money question for you. Which song best describes your investment uh, portfolio? Yes, that is a, a very interesting question. Let me go for one of my own songs, and that is probably the name is Soon It Will Be Ours. You know, with investing, it is a long-term game, and, and we like to think soon is six months, but maybe soon is, is 20 years. Um, but hopefully soon it will be ours, the, the, the main goal. Oh man, I absolutely love that song as a, as a, as a potential option, and you're 100% right. Investing is all about the long term, and that soon could be 10 years, it could be 20 years, who knows, but uh, as long as you're in it for the long game. So, uh, Higo, uh, I wonder if you, you, you're keen to play a little bit of a game with us. It's called Never Have I Ever, uh, just to keep you on your investment toes. So, I've got three statements for you. Uh, I'll say what the statements are, and then we'll hear from you in terms of if it's something you've done or something that you've never done, right? So, uh, the first statement is this never have i ever showed off my investment portfolio online no never i've, I've never done that online um, but i've done that in person to to family if that counts ah okay and i'm assuming to family was just to encourage them to say look been a long-term investor these are some of the benefits yeah so it it was actually for my parents when i was in grade nine because I, then i had to convince them to take over their pension fund um so <laughs> I was up for the challenge, um, so I showed them my re returns. I started in, in grade six investing, um, and then at the end of the day, they entrusted me with it. So I had to show them, them some proof in the pudding. Now that definitely uh, makes sense. So let's get into the second one. Uh, never have I ever bought a stock or ETF 
because I had a good feeling about it. So you just have this feeling about a certain stock ETF. You haven't even done research, but there's just something about the stock. Have you ever been in that situation before? Yes, I'm guilty. <laughs> Do you remember which stock or ETF it was? Uh, there's been a few, you know, so it depends on what level. So some, some companies, it wasn't. I knew the company and like the ins and outs, uh, but essentially just, just followed my gut. But I'd say, you know, one of the companies was probably Steinhoff back in the day when when one of you know my main mentor said you know they love Steinhoff and I was still very new in the game and obviously you know it looked good so I invested in that and obviously lessons learned <laughs> that's true that definitely makes sense so going into our third and final statement never have I ever sold a stock or ETF because I panicked so something is going on in the market you're panicking and you decide to sell have you ever been in that type of situation yes and that is probably my biggest investing mistake and what I would encourage not to do yeah definitely I've been in it once or twice myself I think as you learn about investing and controlling your emotions when it comes to investing I think we tend to make those mistakes but thank you so much for being uh, so honest and it actually gets me into yeah I actually think just on that point still is I think I have this curse where every time I sell one of my eye conviction companies they tend to go up after I sell so um, that's happened many times to me before so that, that's why I'm more, more in it for the long run these days than, than anything else <laughs> definitely makes sense so you know I, I love that earlier on you spoke a bit about your parents you uh, trying to take over their pension funds and just showing them the, the value of investing and money in general and i'm assuming that growing up money was something that was openly discussed within your household yeah it was there's never been real real secrets uh, about that we, we were quite open about it and actually started when i was in grade six um, or grade seven i can't remember which which year it was but then I told my dad, um, so obviously they, they taught me a bit about, or not necessarily taught me, I just saw from how they engaged with, with finances about investing and I, I told my dad I want to buy a gold coin to put my money somewhere where it could be more in 10 years time and that's how he told me about the stock market and, and how I got engaged with that. Yeah, I'm also curious to know, I mean, I did mention earlier on that you're a man of many talents, music being something that you're very passionate about, but did you always know that you'd end up in, you know, the financial education tech space, if you want to call it that? No, I had a massive passion for investing, I had a massive passion for finances, I had a massive passion for education and equipping others, and a massive passion for startups and entrepreneurship. So in school, I would sell bolting and dribbles to, to the hostel guys and um, you know make extra bucks there so you know I've always been passionate about these things and systematically it just came into an, the idea of fin me up I mean I created a whatsapp group with friends and I just shared knowledge about investing with them and from that um, I actually got this idea of an app in a dream um, so it, it was more of an evolving passion uh, and out of the passion came the idea often me up originally so and it all started on a whatsapp group basically oh, that's so interesting and i'm assuming that the stream is what then encouraged you to then create this app uh, how's the app been going so far i know you guys re you know recently reached a massive uh, milestone yeah so it's been an incredible journey um i mean we are trying to solve the financial literacy problem and that is probably one of the biggest and most difficult and challenging problems to solve so, you know, we've, we've obviously learned a lot of lessons through the years. Well, we launched our first app in, in 2020, um, in the middle of, of uh, you know, lockdowns. But, you know, from there, we, we tried so many things. Many of those things worked and many of those things did not work. 
and that obviously gave us valuable lessons but you know the constant thing that we had was you know our love and passion for the community as well and that helped us with a lot of ideas so we we had a lot of one-on-one sessions with many of our community members asking them engaging with them you know you've got this problem do you think this is the right way of solving it just getting to understand the consumer better. So, you know, we launched the first app where we just tested those assumptions. It was a, it was a basic MVP. Um, we had a fantasy game. We had quizzes. We had stock picks. We had so many things to test whether we are on the right path. Once we found all the, the, all the necessary information we needed, um, we, we took all of that and put it into, a, you know, the puzzle piece that would be our roadmap going forward. Um, so we started the development of our new app. We raised funding to, to increase um, our team as well and, and get more smart brains on the team. And we launched our new app in May this year, a big, big iteration of our previous app. Uh, and over the next few months, you'll see a lot of new features on the app. Uh, the next one is one of my favorites and, and I'll be using that every day, but I'm not going to give it away yet. But also we realized what we need to do to achieve this vision. So. Essentially, our vision is to facilitate financial freedom for Africa and beyond. And, and that is to essentially facilitate financial freedom for our community. And in order to do that, we need to bridge the gap between the actual education and the actual execution. So, you know, learning about something and not acting on it is worthless. And just acting on something that you don't know about is where risk comes in and, and where irrational behavior comes in. So. To bridge those, we've been working on execution products. Um, so soon we'll be launching, you know, everything in, in the financial space. So we have financial advisors coming live. Um, we've got home loans that's in the pipeline that not not fixed yet. Um, we've got investing stuff. We've got insurance stuff. So everything on the financial execution side, and then on the education side, we've got all these financial mentors, you know, respected mentors like Soul Financial, Anthony Clark, Ismukumbu. David Furry, there's, there's quite a list of mentors creating content on the app and as time goes on we've got a, a long road roadmap, exciting roadmap to just increase our vision and it's not going to happen overnight but it, it requires a lot of development, it requires a lot of community efforts so we're launching new initiatives to engage with our community as well. We've got a, a community event in late October, um, the, the first of its kind. So we've been busy, um, we, we, we recently reached 8,300 users that was last week that's sorry 8,000 users we are currently on 8,300 users and we've we've got exciting plans yeah man some amazing work uh, that you've been doing now changing tack and focusing a bit on your investment portfolio uh, how would you describe your investment strategy yeah so it's it's a mix what i've seen worked for me best and that's that's what i try to, to do with the rest of my portfolio as well is a mix between looking for the industry looking at understanding the industry so for example uh, currently i'm i'm quite invested in the logistics space so i've got shares in centova and i've got shares in Karoo, which was formerly known as car track the reason for that was first of all we've seen the last years there's been massive problems with supply chain i mean that's that's just in the news no doubt about it. I mean, that's also why we're seeing inflation. So essentially, where there's problem, there's opportunity. And that is why, you know, I like the logistics center or the logistics industry as a whole. And also, if you look at venture capitalists. So first of all, VC money is much more scarce now. You know, high interest rates, high inflation, 
fears of recessions and all of that. That's another sign where VC investors, many of that I've, of, that I've spoken to, they're all looking for opportunities in the logistics and supply chain solution side. So now I look at these two companies, completely different. Centova is, is quite complex to understand. To be honest, I don't understand Centova completely inside out. I try to understand it as best as possible, looking at their investor presentations, going through you know their products, but they are quite secretive on their actual products and the reason for that is they've got a, a competitive advantage and they don't want to give any secrets away so that also makes it more difficult for an investor to understand but if you look at their areas that they are in when you look at listen to their investor presentations where they are seeing opportunity and here and there in those presentations you you get hints of where it's going and you know, I wouldn't be surprised if we see another great year for them, even though shipping rates have gone down. So, so let me just bring it back a bit more simplistic. So understanding the industry, logistic industry is, is massive. It's going to continue to grow. Global trade is going to continue to grow. Then you look at companies you can understand. So for example, Carew with CarTrack, I've been following their ads. So obviously they, they sell their devices that can track your car and they do fleet management and all of that. But just looking at their ads on Facebook and Instagram that I've been tracking, two weeks ago, you know, there were a few comments, you know, there was like 800 comments or something on the one post. A week later, that like times 10. And then it just continuously increases of people saying, I'm interested, please contact me. Or great reviews about their product. Here and there you get the bad reviews. But just seeing from the external perspective, you know, they are getting uptake. Another example of Purple Group, you know, everybody uh, probably knows, knows Purple Group. So in 2020, Purple Group was at 34 cents a share. Okay, and on the Easy Equities website, you are able to see their, their user growth. And it was in February 2020, I think, when Easy Equities was around 250,000 users um, or registrations. And later that year, it was around 700,000. I can't remember the exact figures. Sometimes the website was down because they saw too much growth. All of those hints just like told me, okay, there's... All the friends that I know have now opened investing accounts. They started investing. It's becoming this popular theme where the share price was just declining, declining. But yet you could see there's massive growth in users, there's massive growth in activity. So obviously at some time it's, it's going to reflect. So that is just by understanding the, the industry, understanding the company. Other tips is listen to what other, others say. You know, um, there's, we'll, we'll never understand everything about a company. But some people research more than others. Some people find different aspects of a company. That's also the benefit of having the financial mentors on the Fill Me Up app. You know, so if you look at one company, let's say Stadio, um, that Stadio has been covered by Fill Me Up, by myself, by Sol, and by Anthony Clark, just on the Fill Me Up app. So right there, there's four different perspectives from people who research the company. And the more research you get, the better. Learn from others. Learn from yourself. Do your own research. That's probably the biggest important aspect and stick to your plan so for me i don't try to be too diversified and this is none of this is financial advice but i don't try to be too diversified because essentially you have to stay updated with companies that you are invested in and to invest in 40 companies you can just buy an etf and and be much better off but if you have to research and and stay up to date with 40 companies good luck it's going to be difficult where if you own I only own about five or six companies in my JC portfolio. I know when they're posting their next set of results. I know what to look for. I understand the company because I spend a lot of time on the company. So, yeah, just just stay focused on on the plan. Um, and, and probably my last tip for strategy 
is don't FOMO anything. Like don't buy because others are buying and don't sell because others are selling. You know, one of the companies that it was my biggest company for years in my portfolio um, was Tesla. And there's just continuous good and bad press about Tesla. Like so many of the bad press was also false, like literally proven. Obviously, there's a lot of contradictory, you know, things with Tesla and, and it's overvalued, whatever, whatever. But if you just stick to the plan and stick to the original conviction that you had, you're not going to get caught by these headlines because headlines can be very misleading. Stick to the long term of your philosophy and back yourself and be careful of just headlines and just selling because of one article or buying because of one article. Yeah, now that definitely makes sense. And I think a lot of what you said is not only just investment strategy, it's actually some key ingredients for cooking up a great portfolio, you know, so stuff like understanding the industry, understanding the organization, uh, leaning on other people's expertise. So people that, you, you know, are respectable, are experts that know other stuff that one, you don't know, two, you don't just, you don't have time to research some of these things, I think is really important. I, I really find it fascinating that you said, you know, you don't diversify too much. Uh, is there any crypto at all in in your portfolio there is so uh, I, I diversify in asset classes as well so I don't, not all of my money is just in in shares so i have some crypto but you you won't believe it but one of the smartest person that i know um he, he was family friends of my my parents told me in 2013 how much money do you have and i told him i, I think it was five thousand rand or something that was in 2012 or 2013 and he said okay put all of that in bitcoin and I was like, nah, man, this is crazy. This this is definitely a scam. Uh, so I didn't even put 10 Rand in. But anyway, if that 5,000 Rand would have been a few million today, um, <laughs> and he's, he's, all of his money is still just in Bitcoin and Ethereum. But obviously, I got back into crypto later, much later, and tried a few altcoins. Didn't really know what I was buying. But with Bitcoin and Ethereum specifically, I understand the use cases, understand where it could go. There's still a lot of risks involved. So yes, I have, a, I have a bit of money in crypto, but it's it's mostly, it's just in Bitcoin and Ethereum. And then I've got uh, like two altcoins that I bought in the last bull cycle that I'm just going to leave. But uh, from now on forward, if I put money in crypto, it's, it's just going to be in Bitcoin and Ethereum or the, um, the EC10 to, to just give you a diversified uh, access to, to the entire industry. I'm very curious to know if you could have a sneak peek into somebody else's portfolio, uh, who would it be and why? That is interesting. Um, sure, there's, there's so many people that I'd like to see their portfolios. In South Africa context, I'd say probably Charles Savage. The reason for that is he's, he's obviously in the investing game and he, he gets a lot of information as well about these various companies. So probably Charles, um, I'd love to see what he, what he has. On an international basis, I'd probably go with Elon Musk. Or Jeff Bezos or one of those guys because they are obviously very connected and they'll only get advice from the smartest people. Yeah, so, so probably one of those two. Yeah, definitely. And in terms of your stock watch list, uh, what shares are you are you currently... Maybe you haven't bought them yet, but you, you've got an eye on them. These days, I'm just sticking to, to where I'm very convicted. I'm just doing more and more research about them and, and trying to do less research about various companies. Um, just because I'd rather want to understand as much as I can about the companies that I am invested in. So... You know, I, I'm still learning about the companies every day. So some of the companies that are that's on my watch list, but also my portfolio, is Stadio, uh, Centova, Carew. There's a, a small cap capital appreciation uh, and transaction capital, 
and Renogen. I'd say those other companies are, I look, I watch very carefully. There are a few other companies that is on my, on my watch list. So those are just for JSE. Um, US is a different, completely different scenario. In the US, I'm much more diversified just because it's different culturally and geographically, so much more difficult to understand. There's also a few companies on my watch list. Um, you know, the big tech names are on my watch list. Uh, a few high growth names like Twilio, Cloudflare, Snowflake, um, the, the data companies. Another one is MongoDB. Um, so that's for the US side. Uh, on the JSE side, others that I don't own yet, but I'm watching. Um, also includes the other education plays like Kuro and Advitech. So yeah, there's, there's quite a few companies that I'm watching from a bird's eye view. But as soon as I buy anything or even just look at something, as soon as I research anything, I usually just post it on the FinMap app. So you know, if someone is interested in, in my work, then it is there. I'm glad that you, you touch on the app. How do we download the app? Where do we find it? So it is available on the App Store and Google Play. Um, you just type in FinMeUp, one word. And also, we do know that people also have Huawei phones. Um, we are not currently on the Huawei gallery, but you can access the, our web app. So you just type in finmeup.app and then you'll be able to access that uh, on, on the web app. Ah, fantastic. Thank you so much, Hugo, for cooking up a great portfolio on the Easy Does It podcast, man. Thanks so much. Thank you for pressing play on the Easy Does It podcast. A big shout out to you for hanging out with us. Don't forget to subscribe. We are on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Let us know what you think of this episode on Twitter and Insta. Our handle is at Easy Equities.